Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where the events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. This is our 540th show of ROI. And our guests for today are Kayla Foret Munoz, Vice President of Quad City Paws, and Damian Swords, Board Member of Quad City Paws. And we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, Quad City Paws. <laughs> Joining us for the second segment of the show will be our history buffs, John Keeley and Terry Toppler. Um, to begin with, welcome to the show, Kayla and Damian. Thank, Thank you. you. We are very excited to have you here. Uh, and amazingly enough, in 16 years of doing ROI, we have never done a shelter show or a show dealing with pets and, and uh, service and all of those kinds of things. So you guys are groundbreakers here. Heck yeah, we appreciate that. That's exciting. I'm, I'm very pumped. So our first uh, segment is called History's Local, and our goal is to give, her, give the listeners a little bit of background. So... Whichever one of you wants to uh, start off, uh, give us some basic information about what QC Paws is. Absolutely. So QC Paws is a volunteer board of directors that oversees the fundraising efforts for the Rock Island County Animal Care and Control. So at Paws, we are all volunteers. We sit currently on a 10-member board with one non-voting member who's the shelter director, and it is a very much all year round fundraising effort and full-time commitment to overseeing shelter activities as far as fundraising and things like that. Um, we come in and do provide some support staff for the shelter um, through the county as well and pause does everything we can to try to stop the homeless animal population in Rock Island County and we try to support our other counties locally as well. Okay so how did this thing come to be? I mean, what, what was the impetus for creating Quad City Paws? Absolutely. So the shelter launched officially Rock Island County Animal Care Control at the new location near the Moline Airport um, 17 years ago. So January uh, 17th, 2006, the shelter opened doors. Um coming from the old Mill Street Pound, if anyone remembers that, down in Rock Island. I do, very yep. yeah. So a couple things merged, and it created this huge uh, building there, which is now the Animal Care Control. Out of that, Paws was created. And I've heard several tales from old mem board members who are no longer sitting on the board of how it became to fruition. But it's been an honor and a privilege of mine to be on the board for almost nine years now. Um, so I've been a good chunk of that time on the board. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of how Paws started. And the goal was to save animals. And as Paws stands for, for us, pets are worth saving. And they are. And so we do. Excellent. All right. So we want to get into nuts and bolts in a minute, but I just kind of want to flesh out um, how many volunteers do you have? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, that number is actually something that we are currently doing an audit on to see um, how things are coming back in. We do host almost monthly um volunteer orientations to bring uh, volunteers in. But like most organizations post-COVID, it's even harder to get people to come back. Yep. And so we are struggling and in desperate need of more volunteers, both on the fundraising side and truly for shelter life. Those animals need the activity with the volunteers. That's how they get their enrichment and time outside and things like that. Well, so let me ask you one of those wonderful hypotheticals. Okay. <laughs> um, 
in a perfect world, mm-hmm. how many more volunteers would you like? I mean, would a, would a hundred be wonderful? I, as long as we're just um, high it, in the skying here, I'm just trying to get a sense of of how big the need is and how how much you need to fill in over the over the the time period. I'm going to work this problem backwards for you. Yeah. So at our last board meeting, there were 542 animals in the care of the shelter staff, and we are talking a staff of. 13, and I will pull that fact up. Sure. So that is 365-day care. So volunteers make the world go round. So yes, if we had 100 loyal volunteers, I'd take them in a heartbeat. Um, at this point, if we could even get 12 more great volunteers that want to come in weekly, that would be amazing. Okay, excellent. All right. So you said that you're involved in perpetual fundraising. Yes. How does that work? How does How does a volunteer agency working for a county agency mm-hmm. operate in terms of trying to do fundraising what kinds of fundraising can you do are there things that you wish you could do that you can't at the moment for one reason or another yes um that is an awesome question um one of my passion projects is actually coming to life in january we have our cat Sino event and figuring out how we could legally gamble <laughs> To benefit the shelter has been a eight-year project for us, and we have figured it out. So um, we are not directly affiliated to the county. QC Paws fundraises for the county shelter. The county does not dictate necessarily what we do, and we have no dictation whatsoever on what the county does. But we do have to fall in line with it is a county that we're putting our name on. Um, So, yes, there are some different rules and things. But in general, the county has been really great for us to work with and does support us in the ways that they can. Um, So pause comes into effect. And we have some great events year round um, that I would love to talk about our annual events that you can count on year after year as well. As it as it turns out, we have a commercial coming up, so we'll hit that when we uh, when we hope get back one way or the other. Sounds good. Um, We have a lot more to talk about, as you can guess. So please stay tuned for the next segment of the show. This is ROI on KALA St. Ambrose University, one hundred six point one FM. In times of joy, in moments of grief. Broadcasters come through, even when all else fails. Today, with more ways than ever to experience the moments that transform our lives, Americans still choose broadcast radio and television more than all other media combined. We are the local broadcasters of radio and television, reaching more people, touching more lives. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello and welcome back to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. This is the second segment of our show referred to as The Kitchen Table. Our guests for today are Kayla Foret Munoz, Vice President of Quad City Paws, and Damian Swords, Board Member of Quad City Paws, and we are st- talking about Quad City Paws. Our history buffs for today are John Keeley and Terry Toppler. John, start us off. Um, Question uh, asking uh, Damien, how did you get involved with this fine organization? Uh, Honestly, I think it was uh, completely a setup on behalf of Kayla. It was. Um, 
She just asked me. Great friends do that. Yes, yes, yes. yes they do. Um, I was looking for something to get involved in more in the community, and she said, hey, come check this out. Um, and I did, and I loved it. Um, and she asked me to come onto the board, and that was fantastic. And also sent me home with a dog. I was so, going to say, ask ask how yeah. the very first meeting went. Welcome to pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... For those of you who are listening and thinking about volunteering, this could be a twofer. Not only could you get to work with animals, you may get to have another one. This is how I have 11 dogs. Yes, it, it does happen that way. Absolutely. What? 11 dogs? Yes. Yes. Yep. 11 are dogs you know, in my house. Are to be like 101 Dalmatians or what? No, no. Wait, wait. Let, tell him what you really have. It's not just 11 dogs. Okay. So Jay did his homework. Um, yes. Um our shelter director is going to be really happy when I say this. I do not live in Rock Island County, just so everyone is clear. There are rules, and I am not in county. Um, yeah, so I have 11 dogs. We have 11 cats, 11 goats. 11 our number, apparently. Um, nine horses, 17 chickens, three guineas, three pigs. And I think that, oh, and I do have a parrot. I now have a parrot as well, so... Yes, uh, our farm is, is quite the funny farm. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree, my God. <laughs> you know, I did buy the pear tree. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry. <laughs> well, I'm still getting over the 11 dogs. Wow, my daughter has only three dogs, and <laughs> they think, anyway, is that's a lot of pups. It uh, is. So I have a question. Um, you started to talk about some of the annual events, fundraising events that you have. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. So as we were talking about, fundraising makes the world go round for us. And we try to meet some of the deficits or bigger projects for the shelter, um, enrichment for animals, things like that. So every year we have some uh, annual fundraisers. Those do include our yard sale in May. This coming year will be our fourth yard sale. Um, and that has been great. We have been doing it Mother's Day weekend. So always stay tuned to our QC Paws Facebook page. And those dates always get announced well in advance. June brings our Putts for Mutts, which is our biggest fundraiser. And I'd say one of our most fun fundraisers as well. We've had a great following for that for, oh my gosh, since the shelter has been open, I believe. Um, October brings Paws in the Parking Lot and Trunk or Treat. We just got done with that last weekend. We also do a fall plant sale. This was the second year we've done it, and we look to continue that. And coming January, and hopefully for many more, will be our Catsino event. Like I was talking about, we finally found a way to legally gamble. So we're very excited to bring that, hopefully year after year. There's some other events sprinkled in throughout the year. We try to do a couple trivias, um, rock and roll bingo when we can. So we, we try to keep something about once a month, if not every other month, in some support of the shelter. Okay, um, Kayla or Damien, whichever, maybe both of you will jump in at, at, on this question. Talk to me a little bit about the shelter activities. How big is the shelter? You talked about you how many dogs there may be, mm -hmm. how many cats are there, so forth and so on. So how big is it, roughly? Um, and how does a shelter work? What's the process that goes on? Because it is, again, it's a governmental agency at the end of the day. Um, so how does that work and, and what what rules or processes are involved um, just in the, the operations of the shelter itself? As of uh, September, um, we had around 479 animals. Um, we had over 300 cats and over 150 dogs at that time. Um, and then also, uh, since the shelter, since it started, we've had over 60,000 animals come through there. 
Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's yeah. a 12,000 square foot building. Um, I try really hard not to talk about shelter operations just because it is county position and those are paid employees. Um, I can tell you that as far as a county ran shelter is, any animal within Rock Island County, they do not have the option to say no to. So why this is really important is that there are several no-kill shelters, which are fantastic. Rescues need to exist in this world. But a county-ran facility, it doesn't matter whether you found the cat in your backyard or you decided 10 years from now to get rid of kitty that you've had for 10 years, they can't say no. So what that means is that we have over 500 animals currently Um I'm really proud to say that no shelter employee has ever euthanized for time nor space. So what that means to the rescue community is that if a dog should come in and say has some small behavioral issues and things like that, we don't necessarily just have to euthanize. That is a stigma that we see, especially on social media, that the shelter will kill every dog. That is not true. 542 animals tells me that is not true. So we do adopt a lot um, out and hold on to things, never for time nor space. But I will tell you, times are getting really tough, and this is a great time to please come in and find your new best friend. John. Have you ever thought of, like, sponsorship from, like, Perina or companies out there that definitely are in the uh, area of providing, you know, food and services to your animals? Heck, yeah. Um, Prina has been very, very good to us over the years um, with a building um, of that size. We are very fortunate that they have been great support. There are things that Prina just simply does not have or is not able to donate. So where we come into a lot of um, shortcomings is things like uh, medicated kitten food, um, just kitten chow or KMR kitten milk replacement is a big need at the shelter. We have a huge foster um, program of people doing that and we are always seeking other sponsorships and we do have a board member that does fill out several grants for us um, local and national and there are several things that we do on the back end um, through our accounting to ensure we're able to qualify for several of those grants. All right. Terry. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the fostering program, and I'm glad to hear that you have one. Can you walk us through that and also talk about the adoption process? Absolutely. So our foster program is um, typically cats. We will occasionally foster dogs. Um, The most dogs I have seen fostered, again, I'm not on the operational side. I'm simply a volunteer. As you can tell with 11 dogs, I try not to go into the shelter every day. Um, I am the the money side, but um, pregnant dogs, we will see occasionally in fosters. Um, mostly it is kittens. So if you are a person that either likes to bottle feed babies or really enjoys the kitten phase but wants to be done, consider fostering cats. There is a huge need um, Mm -hmm. in the Quad Cities and especially with us. The adoption process is actually quite simple. Um, When it comes to dogs, we ask that you bring your any other pets in as far as dogs go for meet and greets. Other than that, it is some simple forms you go over with a shelter employee and then they will approve you as an adopter. Um, having things in line as far as like who your vet's going to be, if you're a renter, making sure your landlord is please aware that you are looking to bring a pet home, they will verify those things. So having that stuff in line makes things way simpler. But yeah, come in, find your new best friend. We do have holds so you can pay a small fee and put dogs or cats on hold to be able to make a decision to bring the family back in to meet. I assume vaccinations are included in that. 
They are. So every animal that leaves the county shelter is spayed or neutered, which is very important, and is up to date on all vaccinations. If you were to get a puppy under the age of some of the vaccines or like the secondary boosters, um, that is included in the adoption fee as well. Okay. Um, Kayla and Damien, I'm interested again in that volunteer end. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to volunteer, yeah, what choices would I have and what would I need to do in order to make that happen? Um, so the very first step would be going to our orientation, um, and that's just learning the ins and outs of uh, the facility. Um, the most important, I think, is how to open and close those gates to be <laughs> awesome. Honest, yes. they're a little tough. Um, we need good gate opener and right, closers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just learning the ins and outs of that. Um, and then as far as for the other side, we do put a lot out on social media asking for um, help with different events and whatnot. So. <laughs> Yeah, the volunteers, um, to me, I think the most crucial volunteers in what sometimes is the hardest, and I'm a perfect person to say it, uh, the walking of the dogs, going down there, um, playing with cats. Um, Occasionally, we have volunteers that will even offer to scoop litter boxes, things like that. All those things are very important. And the staff, running with 17 staff members, the time that you want to just stay and cuddle and things like that, it's just not there to keep things clean, fed and healthy means that those extra walking sessions, play sessions, things like that don't happen. So our volunteers truly are the boots on the ground that make sure that these animals have the enrichment while they're in the shelters care waiting for homes. Excellent. Um, we're almost done with this segment and we always like to wrap up by asking our guests to have the final word. So Kayla and Damien, both of you can add, can answer this. What, why do you think knowing about QC Paws is relevant in today's world? I think it's important to stay in front of it and to see it and think about it. Because I think sometimes we just don't think of the animals that get picked up or the people who say, oh, I don't have time for this dog. And they just let them go. You know, I think it's important to put it back in people's faces and see that we do have a problem here locally with the amount of animals that we have. So, Kayla. Okay. Okay. Um, QC Paws is very much grassroots here and local. It is directly correlated to the national epidemic we have right now of just simply too many animals. And that's just the truth. So every single day in shelters across the country, the option of keeping animals for time nor space does not exist. You go as far as two hours south into southern Illinois and you will find animals getting euthanized at a really high rate. And Paws' mission is to educate the public on the things that we can do to cut down on some of that. And then that comes directly back to spaying and neutering. So our fundraising efforts to make those programs exist are important. Thankfully, we're in a position here that we're not euthanizing for time nor space. But again, you, you don't go very far to find that. And so getting Paws mission out to the public and knowing that rescue matters and it makes a difference and you truly are saving a life is why we do it. And that's why I show up to continuously fundraise and hear the sad pitfalls and everything else that happens. Because I truly believe, as do the rest of our board members, I can say, we have to be the advocate for the voiceless. We are their voice. Well, and that's why I think this is really cool that you guys could be on our radio show, too. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. It's a privilege. Uh, When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. So please stay tuned. This is ROI on KALA St. Ambrose University, 106.1 FM. You're listening to Relevant or Irrelevant, 
This series is produced at St. Ambrose University's KALA Radio and has been honored by the Midwest Broadcast Journalists Association and the Iowa Broadcast News Association for excellence in public affairs journalism. You can hear this edition of ROI and many previous programs in this series by visiting Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, plus Apple Podcasts. ROI airs Friday nights at 9.30 p.m. on KALA HD2 and can also be heard at 106.1 FM in the Metropolitan Quad City area. You can stream this show every Friday night at TuneIn.com. Search for KALA HD2. This concludes our 540th show of ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant. Our producer and engineer is Dave Baker, our program manager is Rick Sweet, and the theme song for our show is titled Kayla's Theme and was written and performed by Mark Zapp-Sabbittle. My name is Jay Swords. We'd like to thank our guests, Kayla Forrett Munoz, Vice President of Quad City Paws, and Damian Swords, Board Member of Quad City Paws. And we've been talking about that most wonderful of organizations, <laughs> Quad City Paws. Our history buffs for today's show are John Keeley and Terry Toppler. This is ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, on KALA. The views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of St. Ambrose University or KALA. We would like to wish all of our listeners to experience the great Basutu proverb, Hotsa Pulinala, peace, reign, and prosperity. And remember, historians are horrible fortune tellers. Good night. Mm-hmm.